So launching into the world of podcasting was very intimidating. And I was lucky enough to have friends who knew a gentleman who had a studio. So I walked into a shared universe studio and shook hands with Ming Chen. And what started as a lesson on how to do a podcast and how to do all the things that revolve around launching a podcast, he actually became my first interview. And we talked about bigotry and the moment I discovered that I was a bigot. And we sat down and had a really difficult conversation because he was so open-minded and I was so open-hearted that I really think that the choice to launch this podcast with this interview is actually a conversation that can change a lot of people's minds. So I am thrilled to be introducing my very first episode of Unsilenced, Unashamed, Unstoppable with Ming Chen. Sit back and enjoy this really important and pivotal conversation. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to do this because it's an uncomfortable topic. Uh, absolutely. One, one I know, I guess a little bit about, but uh, I, I'd love to hear your perspective on it. And yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, in wanting to do this podcast, I really want to start to talk about the things that um, make people a little uncomfortable, yeah. but also kind of prove that you can have a conversation about it. Yes. You can kind of own who you are. And one of the things that I don't think people want to own or are aware of or want to understand is um, bigotry and prejudice. Yeah. And I think it's such a hot topic now, yes. But when I was thinking about it, I realized this has been, you know, this is forever. This is a forever thing. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And I think that a lot of people, or at least the opinion that I get, the, the impression that I get is that people really feel that um, bigotry, prejudice um, is something you're raised with. And I think in some homes it is. I oh, think for that, sure. You know, it's generational. Oh, yeah. Depending on where you live, where you're from. Absolutely. You but there is a there is a large segment of people that um, it has to do with an experience. Right. And uh, they're unconscious about the fact that, oh, no, this one thing happened to me, and now I look at everyone who is that way, yeah. the same way. And it kind of just, it just happens. So I had said to you, you know, I'm a victim of a lot of different traumas. And um, when I was 12, I was sexually assaulted in a grocery store that was on the corner of the block that I lived in. And the store owner was Korean. And at that time, now you're talking about Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, yeah. which I love. I love where I grew up. But it was it was a, a section of Brooklyn that was very Irish-Italian. And then there was another section of Brooklyn called Coney Island. And there was literally a bridge that connected us. And... If you were white, you didn't go over that bridge. Right. 
That was just how it was. And the the you know, if you were black, you didn't come over the other way. Right. And it was perfectly acceptable. <laughs> so you kind of like there were certain rules, but it's almost like both sides agreed. Uh, you know, if you were a young black woman, you didn't bring home a white Italian boy. Right. And if you were a young Irish girl, you didn't bring home a young black boy. You just didn't do it. Yeah. Everybody wanted to stay amongst themselves. And if you did cross those lines, it wasn't just, oh, people aren't going to like me. People are going to talk about me. It was one of you could get yourself killed. Yeah. Whether to send a message or just uh, or just that's just how things were. So. Right. So that kind of was an atmosphere that I grew up when grew up in and kind of understood. But in the case of this gentleman who who had sexually assaulted me. I was not familiar. I was not familiar with Asians. I had never met one because that was just where I lived. Yeah, and not a lot of Asians there. N- no, there weren't at that time. We're talking about 1976. Yeah. I mean, that's how old I am. I just aged myself. But um, Oh, I was around there then too. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, get out of here. Yeah. Not by much, but I was, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was born in the 70s. Oh, I was born in the 60s. Okay. Come on now. I got excited. I was like, oh, maybe I look that good. <laughs> you look very good. Thank you so much. But um, so I grew up, I, I met you. Yes. And I said to you, I, I want to, I have to tell you this because I had just said it to another friend of mine, Jared, who I love and I've worked with him. He's also Asian. And I said, to, I said to him, you know, Jared, you're the first Asian man. Now I'm 58. I'm not embarrassed to say I'm 58. You're the first Asian man that I've ever like had a close relationship with. And he just kind of looked at me because people who know me, like I don't talk bad about anybody. I don't, I really don't. Yeah. So he was like, how could this be? He was shocked. (laughs) He's like, you talk to everyone you'll do. And I said, I do. But, and I explained to him that I realized when I was thinking about it, that I had never, I had never trusted an Asian man. I never got close to an Asian man. I never had Asian friends. And as I grew up in Brooklyn, the neighborhood started to change. And a lot of Asians, a lot of Koreans came into the neighborhood. That's where they settled in. And I would not sit next to them on the train. I and, And I never thought of myself as being bigoted. And in my 50s, at a very late age... Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm a liar. In my, how old was my daughter? So it was my 40s was when it kind of hit me in the face the first time because my daughter, you know, has her first crush, first boyfriend coming home. His name is Kevin and he's Korean. And I'm just like, what? Uh, okay. And now I don't, I'm not going to press my fear or the emotion, the thought that goes through my head on her. Right. Because we didn't raise her that way. Purposely. Right. But you felt something. I felt fear. I felt it wasn't that, oh, no, you can't do this. Um, People are going to judge you. I didn't care. You know, you judge my kid all you want. I don't care. Don't say it in front of me, but whatever. Everybody's, you know, you can think what you want. But I felt this fear. And when he came in, I can actually remember thinking, okay, I'm going to hug him. Like I always hug everyone. And like, I felt ashamed. Okay. I felt ashamed because at that moment 
I didn't understand why I was feeling that way. Right. At that moment, I hadn't made the connection. So there I am thinking, I don't think this is going to work. How am I going to get through this? Like, how am I going to tell her? And then I just decided you're not. You're going to let her make her own decisions right. because you promised yourself no matter who walks through that door, no matter who she falls in love with, she's never going to feel like you don't, you don't approve right. unless they're, you know, unless there's a real issue. Um, and then years later, as I was writing the book, after I had um, the, the last relationship I was in was a domestic violence relationship. And it got to the point where I woke up one day and I, I was going to kill myself. Because I just couldn't anymore. Yeah. Like, after a lifetime of abuse, I just thought, I can't get this right. I just want to be happy. And I just keep meeting these people who, you know, it's me. It's me. It's, you know, it's the common denominator. It's me. So, and I didn't. Thank God. I had another thought. And I was like, mm, no, try one more time. No, and thank, thankfully. Thankfully. and But it was a very quiet but profound um, nervous breakdown. And I had to seek intensive help. And going through that three-month program, I uncovered all those layers. And one of those layers was where this feeling and this discomfort with Asian men in particular came from. And I had to kind of look in the mirror. Like there was a couple of exercises we had to do. And I had to look, my, look at myself in the mirror and say, um, you're a bigot. You're a, you're a bigot. Now, does it matter where I came from? I had to accept the fact that I had a mindset that judged people unjustly. I, had to, I think I had to accept that first. And then I had to step back and say, okay, so now let's be honest about why and start to explore that. And I made that connection. And here I am at 58 years old. Like, I can't tell you. And I wanted to have this conversation yeah, with you I, because I, I want to be able to say that to someone and admit it without I, people going. I, I appreciate that. And I also, you know, most people don't dig down that deep and they explore why they just, all right, well, I don't like these people. So I guess that's how it's going to be. I, I very rarely, I think, do people uh, dig that deep. So I, I appreciate that you did that. And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel um, I, obviously I feel bad about what happened to you when you were twelve. And, yeah, um, you know, it kind of stunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how and, else to say um, it. You know, I'm glad now you don't extend that to all Asians. Uh, I, I, and, I don't. I but I just I, I realized. I, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people would just chalk that up. Like, well, that's how I am. I'm not gonna. You know, that's just how I am. I'm not this, and I'm gonna just live like this. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm glad you you didn't. So. And yeah, but I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, I think if people really dug deep, um, I I have this sense that a lot of people's bigotries are rooted in fear. Oh yeah, big time. Rooted in things <laughs> that thing. happened to them. From, yeah, you know, sure. resulted from that fear. Yeah. Um, I probably didn't want to make the connection because to to bring all that up to the surface when yeah, I was who, so vulnerable. Yeah, who wants like, to do that? But yeah. you, you have the courage to do it. So, And I uh, actually just, I actually would say to people, well, if you ever grew up in Brooklyn and um, a, a lot, you know, when, when you're putting two different types of people together, especially people who, who are immigrants and they're coming into a country, they're coming in with their own traditions. Yeah. 
Of course. If I went to another country, I'm American. Right. Oh, I know. I don't know. What you're, I'm going to have to learn the hard way. And people are probably not going to like me. So I used to, I, I would chalk that um, feeling of, well, I just don't like them with, well, they're too pushy and they're rude. And <laughs> um, and it, it wasn't the case. Yeah. It wasn't the case. Has anybody ever made you feel like they um so well, i mean it's interesting you, you bring this up uh the the asian bigotry is a big topic right now especially with the uh, covid in the last yeah. three years i i i haven't changed the way i've lived um i've had several friends like oh you know they're up in most of them are up in new york but mm-hmm. they're like oh you know i i they told me they don't go out as much anymore um they're you know with the the recent rise of uh asian hate and asian assaults and uh, I, I personally haven't changed much. Um, you know, I don't want that fear to change my life and what I do and how I have fun and how I experience my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, I mean, the, the reports in the media, are, they're disturbing. All, mainly a lot of old Asian women getting assaulted by, yes. you know, people who are much, yep. much bigger and stronger than and for no reason at all. Really, just um, I think the medium has been perpetuating a lot of. uh yeah, the media. A lot of Asian great. hate. <laughs> and, you know, I, I listen, I don't know where COVID came from. Did it come from Wuhan, China? Probably, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know the full story, but, right. but I didn't give it to you. Exactly. you know, right? I didn't. Right. And, and, you know, if I could take it back, absolutely I would. Right. You know, if I could go, if I, you know, if someone came down, like, listen, I have a time machine. You get to change one thing. Um, in the last three years, like, of course, I would be like, well, let's let's wipe out COVID. Yes. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not like we were, you know, the Asians have been targeting Americans, but, you know, it did upend a lot of people's lives. And mm-hmm. um, you know, the media was like, oh, here's a Chinese, was a Chinese, right. the Kung flu, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Right. And, you know, that's I don't mean to laugh, but no, I never no, no, heard that. Oh, the uh, it was something uh, Donald Trump uh, coined. Oh, uh, our, our, pre- our ex president or ex president coined that term. Okay. So, you know, that, I didn't hear that. And, you know, that doesn't help either (laughs) as far as relations yes um so uh but so you know i i guess i should probably have my wits up maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit but for the most part you know i you know i'm just me i i try to help everybody out try to remain friendly and out in public uh you know try to keep a low profile i guess and you know go about my business right i think everybody tries to keep a low profile though like you said like you're you're walking down the street you're not walking out out there you know like look at me yeah you're just i'm just trying to live my life and you have kids how old are your kids Uh, kids are 17 and 15 and did they experience Uh, nothing nothing that i know of and um and my wife's caucasian so you know they're Mm -hmm. um they're whatever you want to call their their half, I guess. Um, they're your but kids. yeah, but I, <laughs> honestly, I get this a lot. It's like, oh man, the the mixed Asian Caucasian kids are like gorgeous. And I'm like, yeah, they came out all right. You know, they <laughs> yeah, you never hear a bad word about. They used that, to say so. that about Irish and Italians. If Irish and Italians married, they made beautiful children. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think so. I my, I think my daughter's pretty cute. Yeah, I think uh, maybe the last incident I had maybe it was back in 2020. I think mm. try uh, it was right after COVID had started, and uh, I. Uh, uh, I was on the Asbury Park boardwalk. My friend used to have a hot dog restaurant on the mm-hmm. boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And I went in with a group of friends. He had just launched. So I went in to, to say hi to him. And we were very friendly. We were, we were ordering food. And uh, a friend of mine had ordered a drink from the uh, the beverage cooler. Right. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah just grab grab whatever you want. I'll ring you up over here. And there was a there, there was a there was a African-American woman standing in the back who had seen this. And I I guess she felt. And my friend is Asian, by the way, the guy in the hot dog okay. restaurant. So, so I, I'm obviously Asian. Mm. Um, but I guess she felt 
I guess she had been in earlier and she had tried to grab a soda out of the cooler and it was COVID rules. So mm-hmm. he was like, no, no, don't touch that. I'll get it for you. And he, I guess he felt he was being racist. Oh, and, um, you know, because she was African-American, I was Asian. He let, you know, he let our group grab the drink. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal, but right. um, I think I, I think she was amped up. Maybe something had happened. I, I don't know. I don't know her story, but she 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 went off on him. And uh, you know, he's my friend. I'm like, listen, he's not he's not racist. We know each other. He let me grab the drink. And yeah, right. she turned around to me and she said, why don't you just shut up? Go back to China. And I had never, I I don't know if I'd ever heard that before in my life. Maybe when I was younger, you mm-hmm. know, with between kids. But I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, what, really? <laughs> and um, I, to me, it was more shocking because she yeah. felt he was being racist. But then she threw a racist thing at me. So you can't fight racism with racism, can you? Right. I don't know. And I was just, you know, I was just kind of stunned. I was like, okay, this is how you want to deal with it. We're, this is not a big deal. Right. This you is know, not. Well, I'm not being racist. It's a drink. He's not being racist. Now, what you just threw at me. That was a little, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, if you said that in any other circumstance at a workplace or something, you know, it, it, you probably would have gotten repercussions. Right. Um, but I would, and to me, it was just more shocking than anything else. I knew she probably didn't, you know, she didn't hate me. She was uh, amped up. I think um, it was around, I think the Black Lives Matters movement was, at, you know, um, uh, Floyd uh, had just kind of happened, mm-hmm. so she may have been a little amped up on that as well. Right. And so I was like, "Listen, I can, I'll let, I can let this go. I know you probably don't hate me, but my friends were like, are you okay? Are you?' I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I was just shocking in 20, 2020 at the time that um, you know something like that is even Somebody said and, over something so that. innocuous. Right? You, know? I mean, you get you know, <laughs> like yeah. So that was probably the, you know that was three years ago. So yeah. I can't. Um, yeah, I, and it was, it was a pretty minor incident. You know, no one tried to take a swing at me unjustly. Uh, you know, no, nothing, nothing crazy. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I think I, so I was born in this country. I was born in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, so that would be like somebody looking at me, thinking, you know, I'm Irish. Well, I am Irish, and thinking go back to Ireland, and me going, I've never been there. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I, yeah, I wanted to be like, Irish. lady, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. No. <laughs> like I go back to China. Like, I, well, it's and it's to me, it's ironic. I've never been to mainland China. Oh, so to go back, I would love to go back to China. <laughs> I've been to Taiwan right. was years ago. I would love to go to Beijing and Shanghai. And, uh, you know, that, and that's kind of ironic. I was like, yeah. hey, if you you buy me a plane ticket i'll go back to china <laughs> for sure yeah but i mean and my thing in my life has been pretty i've been pretty lucky up until that point um yeah i mean i'm pretty yeah you know, growing up in the states you know pretty assimilated i you know i i, I grew up on scooby-doo right yeah, you know i i when i was a kid i preferred to eat mcdonald's than chinese food there you know you I'm, a, I'm you know listen i'm a i'm an american kid i grew up here what do you yes um so I think, you know, interacting with people, I think they kind of see that. It's like, okay, he speaks perfect English. He's, you know, he's, he, he, he looks like he grew up here. So, you know, maybe that had something to do why, with why maybe a lot of bigotry and racism maybe didn't come my way. Um, but, yeah, when I was, when I was younger, uh, kindergarten, first grade, you know, you would get the kids like, oh, do you know Kung Fu? Uh, you know, the slanty eye gestures, you know, yeah. little, a couple Asian jokes. Kids, you know, they don't they don't know any better. Uh, maybe well, it came from really their homes. Don't. They don't know. And, and and I don't always think it's fair to say that they learn their behaviors from home yeah. because kids are just they're just experiencing life. Yeah, exactly. They're mimicking everything that they say. So sure. it, it it's not always from the home that, you know, some of the things that they can come out with. And and they can come out with some doozies. Oh yeah, 
you know, it, it's not always the parents' fault. Right. You know, is that what your parents taught you? What kind of parents do you have? <laughs> it's it's not always that. Right. Sometimes it's just the environment, the bigger environment that yeah. they're in. Yeah, absolutely. That, um, and and you know, I um I grew up uh, I grew up in Michigan, so I, I was predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was yeah I had it's maybe me and a, uh, another there's an Asian girl in my class. Right. So it was, we were we were in a minority. Uh, I was also smaller than everybody. And yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Look at listen. I look different and. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I did get all the Kung Fu jokes and, mm-hmm. um, um, don't remember, you know, I would get picked on every so often, nothing too crazy. I think maybe I got knocked down once or twice in the playground. Right. Um, uh, however, I, I came up with what I feel was a pretty good solution to not never getting picked on again. Oh no. And, <laughs> um, I, I did, I found out that, uh, if I told all the kids uh, right up front, I was like, Hey, so Bruce Lee is my uncle. <laughs> they, they all backed off. Yeah, the time, you know, Bruce Lee, even now, you know, you don't mess with the Bruce Lee or his relatives. So, I was like, Listen, oh, by the way, do you know Bruce Lee's my uncle? It's like, whoa, 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 okay. Now, never mind, I was, uh, this is, you know, fifth or sixth grade. It was 1980, 81, 82. Yeah. Bruce Lee died in 1973. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, but these kids didn't know that. Yeah, so, no yeah. So, I didn't get picked on ever again after I said that. It was a good defense mechanism. So, it worked. It worked, so. You know, it's interesting. I, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, I am half Italian, but, you know, my parents separated very early. I grew up pretty much the only Irish kid on the block. Yeah. So, and I was taller than all of them. You know, they were all cute, petite, little Italian girls. I was the big, (laughs) tall one with the long legs. And when I was in school, the boys called me Stork. Oh, stork. Okay. I was the stork. It's original, can, but yeah. I can remember going home and like just in tears. Yeah. Like, why are, why do they have to point out? Kids do that though. They point oh, yeah. out anything different. different. Anything different. Anything that makes yep. them feel like they're part of, they're part of something. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to put the attention toward you so that I don't get picked on. Right. That's where a lot of that comes from as well. But, um, yeah, I think, I'd, uh, you know, I would defend myself by just throw, you know, throwing humor back, trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, know, I would just tell them, well, you're, you know, especially the boys, because they were short little yeah. Italians. And I would say, you're just jealous because I can run faster yeah. than you. You know, yeah. I can hit a ball farther than you. Yeah. And the, Shoot, yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but inside it, it hurt. And even though, you know, even though I look like them, yeah. it didn't matter. They always found something right. that um, made me feel like I was different. Yeah. And certainly what was going on in my home at the time, uh, I had already felt different. Right. But um, you, it kind of toughens you up a little bit. Like you oh, said, sure, yeah. eventually you come up you, with a comeback where you're like, okay, I'm going to have to live with this or I'm going to have to, you know. Yeah, for away. sure. Yeah. And I, I, I learned to just uh, deflect using yeah. using humor for the most part. So. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, maybe it worked out. I feel like I'm a funny guy still to this day. So. Well, I think yeah. you're a great guy and I'm I'm just like... I don't know. I just I just think it was so kind of you to be able to sit down, like to agree to sit. Oh, down yeah, absolutely. And Abs- have this conversation. Absolutely. I, just, I think if people would just look at themselves and understand why they feel the way that they do, like people say, what can we do about racism? What can we do? And and a lot of times I I say it all the time. People just had a simple conversation. Oh, yeah. Just, just like, yeah. Just say why. Say what happened. Did someone hurt you? Or right. did were you raised by a grandfather? You know, did you have a grandfather or, you know, all your uncles or all your sisters? Like, I think if people really kind of looked at themselves yeah. a little deeper, honestly, and, and said, 
This is why I think that's the key to kind of getting a lot of things back on track. Yeah. And honestly, I, I was hoping it would get better. You know, we went through this pandemic where yeah. we were, you know, the, the, the virus was indiscriminate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were, you know, black, white, uh, gay, straight, you know, yep. male, female, didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It affected all of us. And um, it does not appear to be the case that it got better. I think it probably got worse for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I want to grab these people and shake them, like, shake them like, listen, we almost all died. Right. We almost all died. This is almost all, this all could have together. all ended. <laughs> all, all of us. together. <laughs> yeah. This didn't matter. Classes, you know, right. rich, poor, it hit all of us. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I think we're coming out of it. You know, we're, and, oh, I definitely think we're coming out of it. Yeah. So, you know, let's be grateful. We're able to gather again together. Like, you know, we're able to do things and go out and, you know, live our lives as we did before. Like, let's, that was kind of a wake up call, I thought. But, uh, you yeah, would it just think seems so. It, but it appears uh, things have gotten worse. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't there like, are so many conversations to have about I that. I don't get it. Yeah. Right? There are so many more conversations that have to come just from the last three years in life. Yeah. Everything that's happened to us beforehand. Yeah. For sure sure and um yeah it's uh, i don't know i i yeah it's stuff and then uh you know add in social media and i think social media has just made everything worse as well um well hopefully this can be a show that people want to you know say well she sounds like she's pretty reasonable and yeah. she's pretty oh, yeah. honest and open and yeah. maybe it'll be a breath of fresh air yeah. because i think we I all have the any- same goals right we want to go out live our you know our lives are short right we want to yes. go out have great experiences um, make friends. Yes. Uh, share stories. You know, laugh. Absolutely. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you look like or your background is. I think I agree. we all kind of have the same goals. And uh, yeah, and you know, just I yeah, I, I wish I wish we could all help each other. And I uh, wish we could. I feel like we all just stand in line, and and that's why I tell people now, like it's time to step out of line. It's time to step out of line and say, yeah, no, you know what? I don't agree. And, yeah. and I know I'm going to get smashed for it or people are going to jump on me, but I really don't agree because maybe if one person does a few more will and maybe it can start to turn around a little. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, if we could all just sit down and talk for, you know, maybe for a little talk while. for a little bit, yeah. you know, grab a cup of coffee or, or whatever you drink and, and I agree. Uh, hang out. And I don't know. Life life is uh, cultures. Cultures are, are fun. You know, if you they are. cut off one group, you know, you're missing. Look at it. You're missing so much. You're missing, you're missing out everything. so much. Yeah. And it took me. And, and, and I say that because it took me a long time to understand that. Yeah. Because I only grew up in two cultures. Actually, I grew up in one culture because growing up in Brooklyn, Bensonhurst, Brooklyn is a culture within itself. And I wouldn't change a thing. Right. But I'm so glad that I've kind of kind of grown from that. Yeah. And feel like I raised my I did raise my daughter differently, even through the things that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I made sure not to um, say no. I stayed open minded and and I existed in my discomfort. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to exist in the discomfort and kind of get a little comfortable with it and say, okay, now why? Nobody wants to stay uncomfortable though. Yeah. I just, I guess, yeah, put in a little bit of work, right? You know, like, you know, you, you had to, you had to dig deep and, uh, you know, explore your, why are you feeling one way? I think most people don't, don't don't even want to bother and. No, I think you hit the the nail on the head. Just that they just get to a point where they're like, look, this is just how I am. I'm never going to change. Yeah, so deal with it. And right. at 58 years old, I'm here to tell you, you can change every single <laughs> oh, day. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not an excuse. You right. can change every single day and you can create an even better life that you love. Yeah. And, and that's it. So Yeah, and I've seen you do and I, I'm glad you 
But your experiences in book form as well? So. Yes, to help people. I, I give it out. You know, I certainly didn't do it to become rich. I give it out to a lot of people yeah. to just say, hey, you know, this is a different perspective. And it's for people to understand where I come from. Yeah. Because being a survivor, people have their own thoughts automatically of, you know, oh, she's probably crazy. Oh, she's got a lot of baggage. <laughs> and you just think, oh, my gosh, really? We're going to do this? Yeah, um, those are such general uh, terms. That's why they're, oh, she's probably just crazy. I'm yeah. Like, no. just, you know what? Aren't we all a little crazy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all have baggage. Like, can we yeah. just kind of take that off the table a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Like, crazy, you know. Makes you interesting. Crazy can be fun, too. It can, <laughs> it be, can fun be fun crazy. I don't necessarily have to be, you know, batshit crazy. Right. I can just be crazy. Right. So. Just a little crazy. Yeah. So, but thank you. Thank oh, you so much absolutely. for the conversation with me. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to hearing many more. So, yeah. And, uh, and you're going to help a lot of people with this. I hope so. so. Yeah, for sure. It really helps us. So thanks so much. You're welcome. Okay. Okay.